biggest games. The biggest events. Wow, the crowd is on their feet. The biggest stories. This is what you signed up for, Seth. I thought it was just in the game. Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. I'm Rachel Kuhn. I'm joined by Christina on the desk today. Hello. Um, hello. And um, we have Jacob joining in in the second half. But Christina, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. Uh, getting getting excited for, um, well, first of all, I, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, all this Dota stuff happening and soon the Kiev Major and... Um, for sure. There's like a lot of really cool stuff going on. Yeah, we had the Dota 2 Asia Championships wrapping up last week with Invictus Gaming taking down OG, who were pretty much the favorites throughout the whole tournament um, in the Grand Finals, which meant like a huge win for the home crowd. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like OG w- went through the entire upper bracket for the majority of the tournament. Invictus Gaming was like in the loser's bracket in the third round, and they came back and they took them down 3-0, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, that 3-0 was very unexpected. I mean, OG, they've won, you know, three majors now. They won, um, the way they won the Boston Major was just so triumphant and amazing. And yeah, they just, uh, they they definitely seemed like the team to beat. Um, But yeah, 3-0, man. Yeah, I mean... I feel like they showed pretty gaping holes in OG's defenses. And, I mean, are these concerns for the upcoming Kiev Major? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, burning on Invictus Gaming, also um, XXS. Like they, I, I watched some highlights of the finals, and uh, the way Invictus Gaming was playing, um, they just had OG running scared. Like It seems like in like four out of five of the plays that I watched... Uh, so clearly, uh, you know, with Invictus Gaming um, getting first place and then IG Vitality getting fourth place, they are doing something right. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because OG is not what I would consider a one-dimensional team. But in that grand final series, they sh- they appeared pretty one-dimensional. Like, they look like a team I didn't really recognize. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh, OG is just full of so many incredibly strong and experienced players like S4 um, and Jerax, well, so there's, there's, right, there's No Tail, there's Anna, mm-hmm. there's Anna, S4, Jerax, and Fly, and these are all people who have been in Dota forever. They are not, you know, just like fresh faces the way that kind of Winx Gaming were um, when they showed up, uh, when they showed up at the International Six. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure that they'll, they'll be able to take it in stride. I mean, they've been around long enough, um, and just sort of go, go back to the drawing board and figure out like, hey. How do we get so? How do we get so figured out by this Chinese team? For sure. I mean, I hope we see this resurgence of Chinese dominance in Dota too. It'd be a great comeback. Um, but I guess something else is major props to Invictus Gaming for really fighting it out through the losers bracket. It's not easy. Ironically, they got kicked out into the lo- losers bracket by OG earlier on in the tournament, and they had to fight all the way back and. Yeah, props to you. It's not easy to come back from that kind of mentality. Um, so, Christina, let's talk about Scarlet. Yeah, so Scarlet. So the cool thing about Scarlet was that she actually qualified for Code S in uh, the most recent GSL. Um, unfortunately, she didn't make it too far, but it was really great having a non-Korean player qualify for Code S for the first time since like 2013. And now Scarlet and another non-Korean player named Major 
um, have qualified for Code S, and it's uh, it's been quite a while since that that's happened too. I know that um, uh, in 2011, I think Jinro and Idra were both in Code S, but it's it's definitely this is definitely a once in a blue moon kind of event. Um, I'm really excited to see both Scarlet and Major play in uh, play in the GSL. Major being a pretty young um, uh, a pretty young pro player from Mexico who's been around for a long time. And are these players that you think have a chance of making a big run at this tournament? Uh, I would love to see her make a deeper run because she has been putting up some pretty great results against um, pretty uh, high level Korean players recently. Um, Major, I'm, I mean, we'll see. He's been around pretty much forever. He's very young. He's like 23 years old. He's been playing, um, at a very high level since he was like 17. Um, he was on, uh, Root Gaming back in 2011 and he's, he's been on Root Gaming a lot over the years and a bunch of other teams as well. So, um, I, I guess we'll see. I'm not quite sure what to, what to expect from him, but I'll be rooting for him. Awesome. Well, speaking of StarCraft, let's talk about the GSL Super Tournament. Let's recap it a little because honestly, when I was researching the Super Tournament, there was not that much on it. Um, it's a premier tournament hosted by Africa TV and Blizzard. And can you give us a little bit of backstory or history on the Super Tournament? Yeah, so the Super Tournament, this is a format that we haven't seen in a while, not since like 2011, so very early on in StarCraft II. And uh, when it was announced at BlizzCon this past year, uh, maybe not at, at BlizzCon, but whenever the Blizzard announced, you know, the 2017 WCS, and it's, it's you know, the, they had this fancy graphic and... Uh, they had the GSL. They did not have the SSL, which was like kind of sad for a lot of people because it was like, oh no, there's another uh, another um, premier Korean StarCraft II tournament is kind of disappearing. Um, so there was a GSL, and then there was this super tournament thing, uh, which uh, which was really good to see, um, even as the, the SSL seemed to be out of the picture. Uh, the SS, so the uh, the super tournament coming up is uh, it starts tomorrow, so it goes from the 6th through the 9th, so it is very different in terms of its timescale, right? It's not a whole league like the GSL that um, plays, you know, a couple times a week. And, um, yeah, it's it'll be really cool to see how this more compressed um, structure works out in, in Korean professional StarCraft. Right, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time it's being played on this patch, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Legacy of the Void, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's starting off the round of 16, which is pretty interesting, like you mentioned. And we have a bunch of Terran players dominating the field of competition, which is interesting. Um, some matchups I'm looking forward to are Hero and TY, Dark and Beyond, of course, and Maru and Sue. I mean, are there any players you're looking forward to seeing or any matchups you're interested in? So a lot of people are going to be looking at innovation and being like, hey, innovation, <laughs> right? What, what's going on? Like, come on, win a best of five already again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like innovation, you know, got got to the round of 16 after the after the preliminaries. And that's uh, and that's really great. But of course, his last few high profile outings have been a little bit disappointing. Um, and he's up first against Alive. And alive is someone who who has recently done very surprisingly well, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that definitely. Um, and I need to ask mm-hmm. Dark and Beyond, my boy Beyond, is he gonna come through clutch? I re- I really want to say yes. <laughs> Go Beyond! Beyond and is so awesome. I mean, 
I always say this every time, be on an innovation or in a tournament together, but I just really want to see them face each other oh, man. so badly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the matchup between Maru and Sue, actually? Maru and Sue is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, neither of these players know how to die <laughs> in, in the game. They just, like, keep going. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, Maru with just, like, all of his drops everywhere. Um, and then Sue with all of the you know, the incredible tenacity that he demonstrated with uh, most recently with the GSL. Um, I mean, both players, both of these players are doing very, very well. It's, this is going to be a real treat. For sure. And and I have to ask, Hero or TY? Ooh, Hero or TY? Um, I'm going to go with TY uh, just because TY is uh, so strategically, strategically brilliant and so um, so powerful. And uh, he has, you know, he has been doing really well this year as, uh, as well. Um, then again, Hero uh, also. I'm, I'm. <laughs> you, you you can't shake a stick at uh, at this round of sixteen without um, hitting a, a really really top notch player. So uh, I'm gonna go for Ty, but um, I mean it's it's far from certain, and it's gonna be super super um, super super exciting for sure. And I mean, what's one fi- grand final matchup you really want to see? Ooh. So I've really enjoyed watching Stats. Uh, I know that Stats has been winning a lot of things lately, but I I would definitely put money on him to get very deep into the tournament, if not end up in the finals. And he is really, really fun to watch. Uh, I kind of want to see Stats versus Innovation again. Right. And why Innovation? Because um, he's innovation. Uh, because he's innovation, but because uh, you know that uh, where that innovation just like beats Stats so hard in the finals of uh, was it I am. Uh, I am Gyeonggi, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and um, and uh, I think Stats did defeat Innovation again, but I don't think it was like a best of seven. I don't know. I just I just wanted to see that matchup again, just for the history behind it, and um, and you know, just like the the it's just so fascinating to see sure. Innovation um in his like machineness against um against players like stats who are so creative right well he he showed a little emotion that last time that's been like gif to death (laughs) yeah yeah um i'm actually kind of curious why the super tournament made such a big comeback this year um i think i mean so afrika tv is is just doing a lot of cool stuff right so they have the asl with brood war um and they have the uh the asl team team league where they're like bringing back the 2v2 format which hasn't been seen in a while i think um if i had to guess i would say that maybe blizzard and afrika talked and said like hey uh something that would really help the starcraft 2 scene is just more variety in terms of tournament formats right um and how is this usually different from the usual tournament formats we see well, so I mentioned a little bit about how this is all compressed into one weekend. Uh, if you if you check out the trailer for um, the super tournament, it's it's like uh, there there's this guy in a hoodie and you can't see his face and he's like very he's like walking down the streets, obviously kind of mad and he's like ripping posters and there's like words that come on the screen like rage and it's, <laughs> wow. it's they're clearly trying to kick the personality up a notch. And the fact that this is, um, uh, let's see, the main tournament 
is single elimination, right? This it's not like the GSL where you you know you have GSL style where it's all like uh, the the groups are double elimination or anything. That it's it's a huge pressure cooker, um, and I think that's uh, especially considering sort of the the Korean stereotype of this like very stoic kind of like. Um, almost monastic style of StarCraft, like having that all, having them all, you know, um, battling it out in a weekend, single in- elimination, so much on the line with all the, the WCS Korea points and everything. I think that's really cool. Right. And wh- when can we check it out again? Um, so it starts on the 6th, which is uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm not exactly sure, like, what time it starts. Let's look at. Uh, so Stats versus Gumio starts um, in 11 hours and 31 minutes. Wow. So that would be uh, 5 a.m. Eastern time. I, I have a feeling you're going to be awake then. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be awake. <laughs> Maybe for the finals. All right. Well, for more esports content, you can check out ESPN.com slash esports. We're going to take a short break right now. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about League of Legends playoffs, LCK, LCS, key matchups, everything and more. We've got you covered. Playoffs! It's playoffs times. It's that time of the year again. We have League of Legends playoffs happening for the NALCS, the EU LCS, and LCK. China's still on their final week of regular season. Um, but a couple of things before we actually dive into playoffs. We had Team Liquid and Team Envious requalifying for the League Championship Series. So hats off to them. Um, Gold Coin United put up one hell of a fight. And we look forward to seeing what they bring in the summer. But it's kind of interesting, right? Because Team Liquid was one of those teams that we were kind of wary about being relegated, especially with those huge investors pouring their money in. We were like, is it even worth it for future investors to see a business model in League of Legends? Um, But they really pulled it off. Yeah, good thing. I'm sure uh, a lot of people over at Team Liquid are are finally able to sleep for the <laughs> for the first time in a while. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's one of those moments where it's easy to question how legitimate the Challenger series is and can money just buy your way back into the professional league? I feel like that's a question a lot of people are asking right now. Yeah, I think I, I think it's pretty clear that um, it's not just about money, right? I mean, n- like nobody with a lot of money wants to cut it as close as Team Liquid cut it. And, you know, with the example of Team Dignitas having a lot of money but using it, you know, using it in ways that turned out better. I think um, I-, I think people who are looking at the league and being like, oh, if I just come in with a bunch of money and, you know, um, like try to spend it on some big names or whatever, things will turn out fine. I'm sure they're having some second thoughts. Yeah, for sure. And it, w- it really wasn't easy for them. Like, they ha- they went into Vestifies with Goldcoin United, and I really thought GCU was going to pull out the win at some point. So it really wasn't easy for them to just, like, buy their way back. And we saw how much that failed when they picked up Double Lift in the regular season and how they kind of just disappointed, even though they had these big superstars on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but back into playoffs, because... Playoffs is always a pretty exciting time since we have MSI this year. Um, for those of you who don't know, MSI is the midseason invitational, which is kind of like a precursor to the world championships. And I think that League of Legends is in dire need of these international tournaments because honestly, there are there are very few and far in between. I mean, we can look at even StarCraft or Dota 2 as models. 
because they actually have more international tournaments than League of Legends, and League of Legends is kind of the big esport right now, and they could really learn something from them. Yeah, definitely. Um, so looking at NALCS this weekend, I'm really excited about Phoenix One versus Team Dignitas. I don't know about you, but I, yeah, well, that's going to be so cool. For sure. And oh, look who it is. It's Jacob Wolf. He's finally here, Mr. Wolf. <laughs> Come on in. Hey, Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Uh, so yeah, we were just uh, talking about playoffs. And I was saying that I'm excited for Phoenix One versus Team Dignitas. Two teams that are riding a wave of momentum. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I am too. Uh, it was actually something in the, the piece that we just put out about staff picks that I had talked about was that series and how um, I think both teams are uh, fairly fairly equal. Maybe Phoenix One's a little bit better. Um, but I think that both the te these teams are really good, and I think this is probably one of the more competitive series in Playoffs can definitely see this going to five games. For sure. And Arrow is like definitely the key player we need to watch out for. He I agree. Uh, I said in that same piece that I also think he's was the best player uh, overall. This that split. you would build a team around. Yeah, I would, yeah. and I, I think he probably is the MVP as well. Um, I, there are certainly the people that compete with him, but I think that Arrow, uh, hands down, is better than the ADC pool, and I think that's really important. important when we're talking about an MVP. We're talking about someone who's an elite in their position. Right. And I definitely think that, that no argument that he is an elite in his position and he is the elite in his position. Right. And on the other side of the fence, we have a maybe less competitive matchup between CLG and FlyQuest. I mean, between those two matches, I feel like I would definitely want to see P1 versus Dignitas over that. Yeah. Uh, CLG and FlyQuest, it's hard to call, honestly, because of all the health issues that everyone on CLG has been going through recently. Obviously, 6A was sidelined with some health issues for a little bit. So I don't know how, if they're 100%. Um, FlyQuest is also one of those teams that, like, they're incredibly intelligent from a strategy perspective, but they're not individually very skilled. Yeah, and um, they've lost a lot of steam coming into right. playoffs. Yeah, it's about as expected. I think coming into the year, we said that they'd be a, a middle bottom of the pack team uh, that basically just won off being smart. Right, um, and I think the key matchup here is like who, which jungler can out jungle the other jungler? Yeah, Moon versus I, X Smithy. Uh, yeah, I, I think that um, there was a point where Smithy was definitely making a case for himself as the best jungler in North America. I think that case is now gone. Um, and I and there was a point where Moon was making himself the case for the worst jungler in North America, and I think that case is gone as well. I think they're both somewhere in the middle among their field. Um, I don't think that there's a huge gap differential between the two of them, uh, but I do think M Moon and High are kind of your, your stick players. Like Those are the two players you need to uh, succeed if, uh, in order to win if you're FlyQuest. For sure, and Christina, which matchup are you looking forward to seeing? Um, in terms of like player versus player? Yes. Or okay, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to um, seeing Arrow. I mean, uh, I don't know if Arrow versus uh, LOD is like a super gonna be like very, very one close. Yeah, yes. it seems like it might be more one sided. But Arrow's Arrow's super cool. Um, yeah, he's and, dynamite. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, uh, I'm I'm definitely looking to see if uh, FlyQuest is going to throw any curveballs right. in Logic Gaming's way. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that FlyQuest, a lot of their success relies on High. Yeah. And he High giveth and High taketh away. Right. And I think he's going to taketh away. <laughs> I, I think that like every team High has been on a lot of their success pivots like on his performance and his ability to keep the team in check. So 
Right. Yeah, I, I think FlyQuest is no different. Uh, again, right. FlyQuest is like, you have to remember at the very beginning of the split when the, when this team was uh, purchased and the purchase figure was $700,000 for contracts between um, four of the players, all the guys that are xCloud 9. You have to remember that all these players literally had no, like nobody wanted any of them. Nobody wanted Lemon, nobody wanted High, nobody wanted Balls, and no one wanted Alltech. And now like... Yeah, they're a pretty solid team now, but they had no interest from other teams, and then they got bought for seven hundred thousand. So it's like, you know, collectively they they look better than they have, but it's it they're not like stars. They're not like superstars like Rain Over, where they're like in high in demand and like getting a bunch of bids like he did at the beginning uh, sure. or at the end of last year, beginning of this year. So yeah, and um, well, let's take a second to dive to the other side of the pond. Um, for the ULCS, where we have Misfits versus Splice on Saturday and H2K versus Fnatic. Now, Misfits versus Splice is a matchup that I'm kind of looking forward to because these are two teams that are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. We have Misfits with their super explosive start to the season, kind of losing steam towards the end, versus Splice where they had an okay start and they're really picking up steam coming into the playoffs. And I honestly think the key matchup here is between Trashy and Kakao. I think that I don't think that's unfair. I think that um, junglers mean a lot in this meta, uh, and I think that those two players. Um, I hate to say this, but I think that there isn't all that much of a diff- like huge gap either in that matchup, which is I know somewhere crazy. out there, Monty is just like tearing up hearing this. I know. I mean, there like don't get me wrong, Kakao at peak is a really good player, but it's been a few years since he was like at his best. So yeah, like, I agree. I don't think he can, like, solo carry a game right. uh, for Misfits. I really do think it's a collaborative effort, but I do think it's important that, that both junglers play to their best uh, for their team to win the series. Right. I, I do think, overall, Kakao is still a, a better player in terms of legacy. But, oh, certainly. I'm not yeah. arguing against that. Yeah. I do, I do not think that he plays well under pressure, and I do not know if he will succeed during playoffs when everything is on the line here. Um but we will have to look towards Trashy to see if he can carry Splice. I mean, Misfits at this point, it kind of feels like they're fizzling out, but we'll see. It really depends. I mean, both these teams aren't uh, too off in terms of match. I, like, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Uh, I think this is also a very competitive series. I actually think everyone except for G2 in Europe, uh, except for G2 and Origin, uh, G2 being much better than all the other teams and Origin being much worse than all the other teams, I think that most of EU is actually fairly competitive with one another. I think Unicorns um, of Love can be up there with G2. I, I think it's close, but I think G2 is like pretty hands down the best team in the region, and Origin's pretty hands down the worst team in the region, and then everybody else is kind of just in the middle. So it's like... Yeah, I think European playoffs will be a lot more... I'm more confident in the competition than I am in North America where you have teams like TSM and C9 who I... uh, Depending on who's Phoenix... I can't remember what side Phoenix 1 is on the bracket, but they're really the only other person I can think of in North America that really is competitive against top teams. Right. Um, I still disagree. I think Unicorns of Love is still up there. But um, as many of you may know, they have a a first-round buy into the semifinals of the playoffs. So we won't be seeing them until next week. Um, let's dive into H2K and Fnatic because I think substantially H2K is the third-best team in the EULCS, and it's, I don't think there's anyone that can truly argue against that. Um, Fnatic sort of came out of the gates in the final week, or the final weeks, um, and Rockets 2-1 win over G2 
certainly helped them. Yeah, it seems like, so H2K recently had that almost loss against Team Vitality, right? Where everyone's like, oh no, like, is H2K going to lose? And then, 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 then and they, then like, they ended back, up yeah. not losing because of, um, uh, because of, I guess, like, Nuke Duck kind of stepped into a trap there. But, um, so H2K managed to kind of salvage its good name. And then on the other side, you have Fnatic, and uh, they had, the, right, they were, like, just this all new lineup, right? This mm-hmm. split, except for uh, Reckless. H2K almost as well. You oh. have to remember they only kept two. So those very new teams. I think one matchup I'm really looking forward to seeing is Feb. Feb. Febby. <laughs> oh my God, I can't pronounce his name. Febivin versus Caps. And I think so much of Fnatic's playstyle actually relies and revolves around Caps. And it'll be interesting seeing Febby play against his old team. I'm, I'm excited for those, that Reddit drama around uh, Febiven playing against his old team that he left. Yep. Um, I've to also, be fair, I don't blame him for leaving for H2K. I don't either. I've also heard that Broxa, their jungler, is, is has been doing pretty well lately. Do you think he... he how does he match up against uh, Yankos? I would think Yankos... I think Yankos, Yankos and, just from versatility and experience... I think Yankos and Trick are the best two junglers in the region. So I think that like while Roxa is is good, he's not very experienced uh, in competitive. Like this is literally, it was his first split in Challenger Series, and then he got promoted, like switched out with Amazing for uh, from Fnatic Academy, and they trade places. So it's like, yeah, I I don't I I don't know just like the kind of knowledge that he has to be able to, to pull on in tough situations where Yonkos is a very experienced jungler and has played at a professional level for like three or four years. So, yeah. For sure. And one last matchup we don't really have time to dive into. We have Africa Freaks versus MVP on Friday, April 7th. Um, Africa sort of low-key crept into the four-place spot behind KT, Samsung, and SKT, the three giants of the league. And um, if you want to check out more esports content, you can check out ESPN.com slash esports. We're all out of time, but thank you, Jacob and Christina, for joining me today. And thank you, Tarika, for making the podcast happen. Um, You can check us out on Twitter at ESPN underscore esports, at Rachel Youngu, at Pina Essie, at Jacob and Wolf, and at Shino Sports underscore. Thanks for listening to the ESPN Esports Podcast.